You know, Gavin, people can't see you. You know, we're not doing a... a... I know, but I just want to do this anyway. Oh, you just want to get your Sith on. It's fine. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Well. Hello, everyone, and uh, welcome to the Fable Roundtable number two. Number two, second one. Yes. Yes. How have you got this far? astonishing yeah all right so uh following on from last week we've got the same crowd in but let's do the introductions anyway i'm cam and with me i've got sean hello got gav hello and we've got the ubiquitous the big bear himself callum stringfellow (laughs) you've you've hyped this up far too much now but (laughs) (laughs) all right so has everyone got drinks actually we all yeah, we've got drinks. We've got drinks, but um, stocked up, mate. Good. That's what I like to hear. Mm. I want the cranberry juice. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure we're well lubricated as we go into this. Makes it all the more Why entertaining. Have you <laughs> Why have you got cranberry juice, Gav? <laughs> I've got no drinks soon. I kind of forgot to get some last minute. So oh, schoolboy yeah. era. He's piss burns. <laughs> he is, yeah. So he's been at it again. He's been piping in the wrong places. No, <laughs> it's going well. He's been really. sticking it in COVID holes again, hasn't he? <laughs> COVID holes. <laughs> <laughs> and we're off. Oh, and we're off before we even start. Right, so let's get the elephant in the room out of the way. It's the US election this week. Yeah. And none of us have a say because we're English. Yeah. yeah. Go on then, thoughts. Um, well, well, I'll share my thoughts uh, personally, and that is pretty simple. Um, I don't really care who wins because I don't live in the country. The way I see it, it's more just uh, two old men yelling at each other, and there being battle zones in typical American fashion. It's very cheesy and um, yeah. very over the top, frankly. Um, yeah. <laughs> the only the only difference is you don't have anything like Lord Buckethead over there, which is a bit disappointing, really. No, but you do have Kanye so, West running for president, so that's Mate, basic, basically the equal of it. <laughs> he didn't even get an image for his own election. Yeah, so you know, man, <laughs> you got, man got one vote, and that was him voting for himself. So fair play to him. Yeah. Thanks for turning up, Kanye. He tried. Did you hear that he's going for twenty twenty four though? Again. Yeah. Well, like I said, he's the is new he? Lord Buckethead. It's well, yeah, well played. He's he's slotting into that role pretty well you because he is a complete fucking clown. So it works well. So you yeah, the new good, meme good luck to him. Congrats. Good luck. Whole basis of the campaign is what I don't understand is how a country that's got their finger over the nuclear button and they've got all this arsenal, right? <laughs> How oh, can they out pieces of paper over three days? No idea. Right? They, you've got machines that count money in seconds, right? But they cannot count a tick in a box very quickly. Nope. True that. I don't get it. Easy. Well, it's America. They're all about the goods. Yeah. Yeah. America. <laughs> <laughs> Fain guns and ammo, we ain't Good. interested. <laughs> no, but it's just oh, true. It's it true. We do ours overnight. Yep. 
because they, they can't do do theirs over a, over a week. I was about to say it's because we're I mean, look, in, but I'm not so sure. Given the goal football, the goal football soccer, and that in itself is just tragic. I feel like so, we're just straying from the to them. just battering America at this point. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a lesson no, in being no, a net, isn't it? There's you no know. political aspect to it. All it is is just that, oh, vote Biden because it's not Donald Trump, which to be fair, where Trump, where Trump's anyway. winning, yeah. where Trump's win winning, he's saying stop the count, and where he's losing, he's saying keep counting. <laughs> so, where, where's Look, the power in that? Well, you know, he's going, oh, there's fraud here and there. Well, you're the biggest, uh, you know, it takes one to know you're one. The you're the biggest one in the room. All these legal lawsuits is going to file if he doesn't win. Like the biggest crybaby ever. And that's uh, Donald Trump for you, right? Oh, you you wouldn't baby. let him be banker in Monopoly, would you? To be fair, it's America. They probably don't even know what that is. Honestly, I'd well, let him fucking play Monopoly with me because he'd just end up bankrupt very quickly, wouldn't he? <laughs> Sing. <laughs> he'd, turn the, he'd just stand up and turn the board over, wouldn't he? When he yeah, learned. he would, yeah. He would every time. The table, just see you later. You just chuck the cash at everyone. That's well, that's what he has oh, been yeah, doing. He, he's been throwing it at um, you know low end hookers to keep them quiet, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah, there's always a bad side to his character. There are quite a lot of people's character in the US anyway. Mm. I don't know. He got you. Oh. I mean. I'm sure they just saw the bloke off the television and, and thought, we'll, we'll elect him. That's how Reagan got it. Oh, it's the bloke from the films. We'll elect him. Mm. He's got his own tower named after him, his own hotel range. Fuck it. Let him be president. That's basically There's a talk. difference to having a tower named after you and buying <laughs> a tower and calling it what you want to call it. <laughs> yeah. There's a difference there. That is true. No, but like the whole... Politics behind this is kind of non-existent, really. Like, at least in our country, like, there's some sort of like political like meaning behind why people want to vote for another party or the other. Whereas over there, it's just solely based off where it's not Donald Trump vote for Biden. And even back in uh, yeah, vice versa. I mean, even back in the years where Trump was electing for president over Hillary, it was like right. Vote for Trump because it's not Hillary Clinton. It's like where's where's the politics involved in this? Do you know what well, I mean? It's the same again. Like you, like you said, people are voting for Biden just simply because he isn't Trump. Um, and this is the problem yeah. that the Democrat Party well, over there has always had. It's that they don't actually stand for anything. You know what I mean? Other than we, they're, well, not the, they're not they're not Republicans. Look at the numbers yeah. we put up for election. Yeah, well that's true. Fucking hell. Uh, yeah, I know our. Our duly elected prime minister cannot even successfully brush his own hair. Our duly elected prime minister turned up two hours late to an announcement about lockdown two, electric boogaloo. Oh yeah, <laughs> that yeah, he, he's, a, he's a fuckwit. He doesn't know what he's doing. So yeah, we have his own problems over here. So we are kind of on America as much as we like. But then yeah. again, I've got no faith in Keir Starmer either. So what do? So it's going to be the same thing again, just like it was with America, no doubt. I'll be like, oh, well, it ain't Boris, so let's vote for him. Mm. Thus, that's how politics works, and that's why you always see that back and forth between two main parties. Yeah, um, there's no real third party. 
ever. Yeah, so anyway, as it stands, Biden's winning. Biden's going to win, whether Trump likes it or not. He's lost. That's it. It's game over. And on that note, let's move it along a little bit because I don't want to get bogged down talking about Donald Trump and giving him any sort of airtime because he is a monumental cunt. Plus, we're not very talkative about politics. No, it's not really our scene. Let's be completely honest. Yeah, so on that segue, um, recent deaths, we've had Sean Connery. So let's move it along into Bond. So, uh, oh yeah, go on. Yeah, it's honestly sad moment. Really, is like the original James Bond, and the legacy that he's created as well is absolutely incredible. And the fact that a lot of people saying that oh, he's the best Bond kind of does like bring up for debate. Is he really? It is quite arguable, but to be honest with you, but don't get me wrong. Obviously, he was a really good James Bond. No doubt Sean Lavery's opinions on Sean Connery. Yeah, well, I don't think Bond is best role. You're sorry? I don't think Bond's his best role. It's the it's the one that got him noticed. But I don't think it's yeah. the best role. Well that's an interesting point of view because a lot of people do remember him mainly for like Bond. Like you said, like, you know, he's noticed from that. But from my point of view, Sean Connery's Bond here, it was like Well compared to today's Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig's like the all-action Bond, not quite as like charming as Sean Connery was back in his day. So a lot of people look at that and think Sean Connery was a lot sharper as a James Bond, whereas Daniel Craig's a bit more of like a fugman, if you get what I mean. So that's what a lot of people look back on. Bond's a lot like Doctor Who, as in you normally like the one that you grew up with. That's true. Mm. I can definitely say that's true. You know, yeah, I mean, because it's of that era, the the the, the humours from that era, and uh, not that the new Bonds has any bloody humour in it, because it's you, you used to go to a Bond film, now, isn't it? Yeah. Now you go to a Bond film to be depressed and and be lectured at about the the political leanings of the world. I think Roger Moore. Die. Well, no, no. Picture when you went to a film, you used to go for the entertainment, and now they say, "No, this is a political platform. We can, we can uh, tell everybody how to live their life." And then same, same mm. with, um, same with TV. It used to be about entertainment, and now it's not yeah. about entertainment. It's about, it's about like they've said, lecturing. Uh, you know, uh, you, you're gay and lesbian. I can't say LGBTQRSTUV. I can't say all that. I'll you know, know, it's whether you're <laughs> it's, it's just telling you about um, uh, gay rights or it's telling you about racism and all this lot where it used to be about entertainment and it ain't anymore. Anyway, that's a different yeah. topic. Let's talk about Sean Connery. Yeah, Sean Connery. I mean, a lot of people compare him to Roger Moore as well. Like, Roger Moore, like, brought along with cheesy humor, but I don't think it was quite as genuine as Sean Connery's humor. Sean Connery's human in Bond films <clears throat> was a lot more classier and it was just the way he did things in the films that were just much more elegant and impressive his style as Bond and it fitted the original Ian Fleming's James Bond narrative more than what say Roger Moore did or for example Pierce Brosnan or especially today's Daniel Craig's era um, he was my <laughs> well, that's because James uh, Connery's era of Bond was based on the books. Where, yeah, yeah. 
Where yeah, by the end of James Bond, the, I mean, they've gone through, you know, Lazenby and all that sort of stuff. But when Roger Moore... I, I just skipped all the Lazenby apart, maybe. It was just like a small segment. Yeah, right, right. When, when they yeah. went to Roger Moore, it was almost a parody of Bond. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, his humour was cheesy, where Sean Connery's humour wasn't cheesy. And then when he got like, to... Uh, and then he got serious again with... Um, uh, what's his name? Timothy Dalton. Timothy Dalton. Yeah, he got he got too serious again with Dalton. <clears throat> he, he wasn't funny in the in the slightest. It would have actually probably been better for this time period for Bond than that one, <clears throat> to be honest. Uh, and, and then you add, and then you add, uh, obviously, um, uh, Piers Brosnan, which they'd wanted for Bond ever since Roger Moore. Well, it's a good fit for Bond. It's just the fact that the films themselves were a bit. Well, the, the scripts yeah, were but to be now. Honest. Now there were a. I mean, they were they were parodying Buddy Roger Moore's parody of Sean Connery's Bond. <laughs> <laughs> parody section. And then all of a sudden, the Bond films came out, and now Bond's not based on James Bond anymore. It's based on the grittiness of the Bond identity, and it's not Bond at all now. Really? Yeah, I think one thing that's more you can look at is today with the current Bond series compared to Sean Connery's era as well. Like when you had the gadgets to be Sean Connery era, you actually felt like as well it was like exclusive to you know Double Oh Seven, you know what I mean? Whereas today as technology's moved on when I'll be with Daniel Craig era, Bond's had to like kinda of had to reinvent himself and like some of the little quirks and you get from Q back in the Roger Moore and Sean Connery days, etc. Um, and the gadgets and invisible cars and like you know bullet pens and stuff like that back then that was like jaw dropping that was amazing so you don't really see that in any other films so that's why another thing that was appealing to his era whereas now a lot of films do kind of well a lot of films have those like gadgets and what have you it's kind of been done over a lot of times in other films what's the point where well, Daniel Craig films now people look at it and just think it's not really that impressive if you get what I mean wait, I think it's Back then, there were the gadgets were aspirational. They were like, "Oh, what would happen?" That's what actually, actually was real. But now, you've got a better computer than most people have got in their house in your on your phone, so it'll do anything. You know? Yeah. Um, and most of the bloody gadgets that they had in the old era of Bond is probably in bloody Poundland. <laughs> <laughs> True that. You know, it's true. You know, I mean, mo you know, most of the stuff that they had, like, uh, it, it was, you know, it was, oh, that's a bit weird. Where now everyone's almost done all the things you can think of. Yeah, that's what, you know, I mean, that's where like gadgets and Daniel Craig even now it's like people not that impressed. Well, by really, it, I know, so. to be honest. Exactly, really barely, isn't he? Um, I mean, so, the tried inspector didn't work. Well, you know, I mean, back then it was like, oh no, look, there's Scaramanga. He's he's putting a gun together with a lighter and a and a and a, and a pen and all this. But where now, all you need is a three D printer, and any any silly sod can have a gun. Imagine if he actually did that in a film. Not only can you print a gun, it won't be detectable through customs. Bond, you need a gun. We'll get the printer on. <laughs> okay, now. I actually would. I mean, it'd be, it'd be a sign of the times, to be fair. 
Sure. Oh, you know. Anyway, also on Sean Connery, like he also not just like for James Bond, you also featured Indiana Jones and Last Crusade as well. So it's not specifically for James Bond that he did a lot of roles for. So, but you know, um, I I think his best role was in Untouchables. Untouchables, which you've probably never seen. I about to say, I can confess, I definitely won't have seen it. Probably right. before my yeah, watch it. Uh, Untouchables is about uh, Al Capone and the uh, Prohibition. And already I'm interested. Um, Robert De Niro's Al Capone. Oh, just look intriguing. Yeah. Kevin Costner's Elliot Ness, and he plays uh, a character called. Uh, oh, what's his name in it? Anyway, he plays an Irishman with a Scottish accent. <laughs> that's, that's quite an interesting clash there. Unfred October is another really good film where he plays a Russian with a Scottish accent. <laughs> the best thing is he starts off with a Scottish accent of it uh, and a Russian accent at the beginning of it a little bit and it just drifts all the way through. It just couldn't be asked halfway. Yeah, Unfred October like, is a really good film. I'd highly recommend that. Yeah, it is really good. Um, and uh, one that a lot of people haven't watched is Outland. Which is uh, basically high noon in space, and it's yeah. really good. Oh my god! <laughs> um, but yeah, you want to look at his back catalogue. Zardoz is a bit odd. <laughs> that is putting it mildly. Um, in fact, uh, Gavin, just put in a search for Zardoz and see what. Right right look at his costume. What the fucking hell? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what do you say about his costume? Look at the uh, the red scarf he's got right around his toddler. Todd, yep. <laughs> oh crap! It's going to a YouTube video. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> you've got it. He's, he's like uh, around in this great big concrete head. Oh my god! What the hell? How have I not seen anything like this? How have I not seen this before? He does do some very, very. Oh, he used to do some very, very odd. Uh, uh, films. Films? <laughs> Question mark. This looks like a type of film that, dare I even say, Nick Cage do. looks like. Don't, don't, don't do Nick dirty like that, you fraud. Even <laughs> 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 you would stoop that low. No, I, don't, I don't know about that, mate. I think this is perfectly his level. Imagine Nick Cage as the next James Bond. Oh, please don't suggest that again. Speaking of which, who no. do you actually think will end up being the next one? Well, there's a lot of rumors about Tom Hardy. Um, I don't know. I think I don't know if Bond is unless they go back to the roots. Bond's not relevant. If they want to make Bond now, they change him too much. That's kind of what we were kind of facing when they went into Daniel Craig area, wasn't it? Like we're tackling that sort of issue. Like Bond is arguably out of date, really, as a franchise. But we've got to try and reinvent it. Uh, well, I don't, what, yeah, so you've reinvented him. It's not Bond anymore. You've got to call him something else. James Bond. There you go. You can't just call him something else. It's got, it's got to stick with James Bond. You can't just go call him something else. Yeah, but if you're reinventing James Bond, then it's not James Bond because you reinvent. You've, I get, where, I get where you're coming from. But you can't just like just give him a you know, change. You could try and reinvent a hammer, but it's still a hammer. <laughs> you can make it all made. 
Easy. Go on then. I mean, give me a second, I'll get you a link. Don't you worry. <laughs> An automated hammer. Seriously. Like, yes. gremlins. You're thinking like a pneumatic oh. drill. No, legitimate. Oh, oh yeah, anyway, would anyone like think, hammers, the fuck? Would anyone think Tom Hardy is a good option for the next James Bond? I don't know. Yeah. No, no, I, think <clears throat> I like him as an actor. I'm just not sure about James good, Bond. He's, he's too rough. Well, Daniel Craig is, to be fair. Yeah, I was about to say, Daniel Craig's similar. Double O Shrek. Yeah, but I, I haven't liked the Daniel Craig stuff anyway. Um, well, no, he's not James Bond. I only like Casino Royale, I'm not keen on the others. Casino, Casino Royale and Skyfall, they're the best two Daniel Craig era. Um, but Quantum Solace was shit. And Spectre, Spectre were all uh, over the place. Spectre was just a mess, like you said, it was horrible. No Time to Die has officially killed cinema, so. <clears throat> Bass Legacy of No Time to Die. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we were <laughs> no time to die to come out. It's, it's going to be more famous than when the film actually comes out and people watch it. That's not what it's going to be known for. It's just going to be known for killing. Everyone. I don't think it's going to get that much money. I mean, Netflix offered six hundred million and they turned it down because they're confident they're going to get what a billion. Well, I won't. I'm not bothered about watching it. Same. You know, oh, yeah. wait until it goes on to stream. Coming on the because it's Bond. Of course, I'll watch it. I'm loyal. That's why I'm. I'm loyal. I'll watch it. Well, um, you just don't yeah, I was loyal to Star Wars, and look what happened to that. You still, you still watch Star Wars, the next Star Wars film that comes out anyway. There's not going to be an next one at this. Yeah, but, I mean, if, if I'm saying like, if it was anyway, you're still moaning about it. You'll still watch like the Star Wars series. If they start making like Star Wars movies that are like more like Rogue One, I'm down with that. But this whole fucking trilogy thing that's got to stop. It's nonsense. Don't work. Telling you, Rise of Skywalker should just end with Luke Skywalker waking up thinking, "Fuck me, what just happened there?" It'd been the perfect ending. I don't know. <laughs> I, just, I don't dream. even want to talk about it. It just makes me mad. It's yeah, so disappointing. <laughs> well, the Mandalorian episode one was very good. It was. Uh, it was very good. Yeah, it was nice, nice, uh, nice way to ease back into it again. Like that, blowing was, up a um, massive crate dragon. From well, the inside. It. it was a simple story told over 50 minutes. Mm. And uh, and you could tell that they'd spent a lot of money on it. Yeah, there was a lot of CGI going on there. But apparently um, they're saving money and over fist because they're not doing any outside filming anymore. It's all studio-based. Oh, they're doing it on soundstage. Yeah, they, they've, they've invented this new technology with a 360 screen. That's right, they have, yeah. Yeah. Um, they, I um, don't know the uses, of Yeah, it. I do. I, I know all the tech stuff for it as well. Yeah, it uses the Unreal hey? Engine. You got, sorry? It uses the Unreal Engine um, yeah. that drives it. Yeah, it's really impressive. I mean, I couldn't really tell what was uh, no, inside you, you and outside you there. Shouldn't, shouldn't you know, be able I'm to. presuming some of it, you know, obviously the background plates are all filmed in Tunisia or wherever they filmed it. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, it looked still... flawless to me. Mm. But um, it's the amount that TV costs now. Yeah, I mean, it's I hugely it's expensive. Quite... It's always been massively expensive, though. 
Discovery is like three million an episode and no buggers watching it. Mm. <clears throat> oh dear. They try to claw it back through advertising, but honestly, it's like it's shocking. And the thing is, like, so Sky advertising um, contacted me during the week and they were like, oh, yeah, you know, we can do a really great deal on um, broadcast advertising. And I was like, well, no, just hold up a minute. You know, I've always had a problem with broadcast advertising. I don't recommend it to anyone because you can't target effectively and you can't monitor the ROI because you guys aren't tracking it properly. You know what I mean? You don't know that because you've shown an ad in a household that someone from that household has then gone onto your website or bought something from your shop. Do you know what I mean? You can't prove that. Yeah. And anyway, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> he sent me through this quote for it and he was like, yeah, you know, for a couple of weeks you're looking at about 10 grand. I'm like, <laughs> this is what I'm talking about, man. You know what I mean? You want me to, you want me to throw down 10 grand on what ifs and maybes? Nah. No. Yeah, all right, thanks. Yeah, no I thanks. Mean, I record everything and fast forward through it. Yep. Don't Just, watch any no. adverts. Nonsense, isn't it? It's like and if adverts nice. come on, I put the TV on mute because I can't stand them. Yeah, no one wants to watch an advert. It's just it interrupts That's the it. flow of what you're watching. It's, and mm. like it's it's old hat in it that whole way of advertising. Anyway, um. So right, okay. Let's move it along a little bit on the, uh, on the subject. No, I'm not awesome. doing James May. Sue me, my son, but no, we're not doing it. Um, <laughs> nah, Due do to a... one person this entire yeah. lot, too, actually, and Sean. Yeah. yeah. There's no point. You may as well just watch it, both of you. Just watch. Just go and watch it. It's really good. I promise you. It's it's worth your it's, time. It's an easy, it. honestly, it's an easy binge. You don't take one. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, on, it's like six episodes. Uh, it's really good. Do the rest of the podcast, and uh, we'll be back in a bit. <laughs> hey, Bim. <laughs> Mint. Um, yeah. So I want to talk about rooster teeth. Um, I'm still a bit stunned that you, you two little ones, don't know who they were. Uh, to be honest. Um, so, in uh, just to catch you guys up, and anyone else who doesn't know who rooster teeth is, because anyone outside of the industry probably won't realise who they are. Um, they were founded in 2003. They are a um, content house and video production company. Uh, they're absolutely massive now. Well, I say massive. They're an awful lot bigger than where they started, put it that way. Um, they do a lot of viral content, a lot of fun stuff. They're probably best known for Red versus Blue, however, and that whole machinima thing. Um, uh, so yeah, no, they yeah. started with such hope. Really, really, really good production company. Really, really good content. Um, just <laughs> recently, they have been plagued with drama. And I can't tell what the problem with this is, specifically where it all stems from. Um, but it is sad. And it's um, it's a cautionary tale, I think, to any right. production okay. company or any uh, content producer because a lot of those guys who work there, they worked there for so long, they just thought they could yeah. get away with doing anything they wanted to because obviously they were so ingrained in the entire sort of makeup of the company that yeah, they just thought, yeah, I can do what I want. No one's going to touch me for it. Um, a bit of a bro culture, if you like. Which is, you know, fair enough, fine. It works, occasionally. Uh, so... What's that happen, then? It's just everything seems to have this year in particular gone south. So over the last six years or so, they've grown massively. 
and that's because of outside investment through the very sale of the company. So first they were sold to full screen, you know, they, they sold out to full screen and then sold uh, full screen sold them to uh, effectively um, through an intermediary to Warner. Um, yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> so that's where things have started to go significantly wrong because I think they, they grew too quickly and it just got a bit out of control because now like the content was never really the same for me. I don't want to get into that whole side of it because it's entirely subjective. You know what I mean? I'm not going to get drawn on that. Um, but for me, I didn't really like the way the content was going. I thought it was just a bit meh. Uh, now, I'm going to put this. Fuck it. Let's just dive in. So, uh, Bernie Burns was one of the founding members. Now, he um, has increasingly been stepping away from the company, sort of like, you know, edging out. And this year, he left altogether. And not only did he leave the company, but he's also left the country. Um, so, I just, I don't... <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he was one of the really great thinkers there. He was their creative director for a very long time, and he was the CEO for a long time before that. Um, you know, great ideas, man. Loads of good stuff coming out of him. So for him to have left the company that he founded and then left the country as well, that doesn't strike me as something that someone wants to do. It's so normal, does it? No, that doesn't. That sounds like one, two things. He's either been really badly burned somewhere to the point that he's just like, I just can't even cope, or Raised like he's just eyebrows, been he's been pushed out. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, and which has just made him think, I've got to get away from this. Um, either way, it's bad. Either way, it's bad. But I mean, a sound. Aside from that, Rooster Teeth has been plagued with controversy over, you know, guys there beating their wives, um, the almost unstoppable stream of infidelities that has been going on um, at the conventions and stuff, you know, married men carrying on with young lasses. Um, shocking. Yeah, these are, these are married men with kids, incidentally, it's worth pointing out, who really definitely should have known better. Um, responsibilities but again subjective I don't want to get drawn on the morality of it I'm not going to get into that Um, but more recently and this is still an ongoing drama at the minute one of the members of Achievement Hunter uh, in fact two of the members of Achievement Hunter have been sacked from the company for um, grooming and uh, distributing you know, inappropriate images of themselves to potentially underage fans and soliciting them for sex. So oh dear. Uh, they I'm have been sacked from the company. All record of them has been removed from the company, including any videos that they were ever involved in, um, which is really, Obviously. really dramatic. Um, in my opinion, but, it's the right thing, though, isn't it? Because you don't want to give them airtime at that point. That is just one incident in a long line of incidents. Mm. So... Yeah, I just, I don't know. I think, you know, is it a case that they got too big too quickly? Is it a case that, you know, the structure couldn't cope with the people under it? Or was it the case that the the people who worked for them were given far too much freedom? Which is a a horrible thought when you think about it, because you want to give the people who work for you freedom, freedom to create, freedom to feel empowered 
Do you know what I mean? And like, you know, they want to look forward to coming to work because they're not constantly under a cloud of constant fear. You know what I mean? Oh, what if I step out of line even the slightest? Do you know what I mean? uh, But I suppose there always has to be a limit, doesn't there? There's always going to be a a certain level of oversight, otherwise shit like that's going to happen and that can destroy a company. This is a company whose owner is also like in the firing line. So Rooster Teeth have just painted a massive target on themselves. So potentially those guys who have been doing that and all the other strings of stuff that have gone on, the cumulative effect of this could be be that, yeah, they get dropped, in which case that's everyone who works at that company, their entire livelihood is shot to pieces, gone because they get sacked overnight. They're out of a job. If you think about it, it's like you've got to think about this way as well. Like, what if, like, regardless of what things you put in place for it, like, they still did it anyway? Mm. In my opinion, with people like that, like, they're going to do it regardless. And I don't want to get too heavy on it, but it's just like, you know, anyone who has that kind of thought process is, to put it simply, a bit fucked, really. Especially underage, it's like, come on now. Yeah, exactly. And like, I don't know. Like, you know, responsibility for saying, especially at your age. Like I said, I'm guessing don't want to get like drawn on the morality of it. And it's just it's a massive deep hole that we're going to climb into and not come out of yeah. tonight. So I'm just I'm not going to go down that route at all. <laughs> yeah, Can't. I don't blame you. It's um, there's too much to talk about there. And to be honest, it's none of our business anyway. Realistically, it's not. You know, it's hard. like as daft as it sounds, yeah. it really isn't. We should all be policing each other in our industry. But to be honest, it's fuck all to do with me. So. <laughs> That's our personal <laughs> lives, but yeah, uh, it's not going to stop me commenting on the fact that it's happened and yeah, you know, yeah. the implications it's that it has elsewhere yeah. for other people's businesses. Well, as far as I was aware, Rooster Teeth was, was they were created when this massive internet bubble a yeah. few about five years back all started, and the government were giving companies loads of money to make these internet channels. Mm. Well, they were uh, doing all right before that; they were doing really and well, loads of- but yeah you know went by the way like uh, you know and they were losing all the all the money because all the grants were going mm-hmm. uh, and then and so they all started branching off into other different things plus now content creators they have to be so careful about what content they're creating yeah because one you know uh, one false move and, and you're labeled a racist or a sexist or a pedo or, or a Nazi or a Nazi, or or, 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 or uh, you know, any other thing. I mean, I'm not saying uh, they are these things, but it, you know, shit sticks. And once you start labelling people, mm. well, once um, you label it's other for you. It's as simple as that, really. It's well, you know, um, I mean, yeah, Rooster Teeth. It's a bit like that other one. What's that other one called? College Humor, is it? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, you know what? A couple of things. Uh, I mean, College Humor they get some quite big names in it because I think Will mm. Farrell's. Uh, he's. I don't know if he's got put some money into that one actually. Um, but you know, I think a, a lot. Uh, there's just a lot of content out there, and if the ideas start drying up, then you're only as good as your last idea, aren't you? Yeah, well, that's it. That's very true. That's what you've been known you know. for. That's your legacy. And this is their legacy that they're going to be leaving behind, isn't it? It's not like they're making a sketch show where you'll find maybe half of it funny. Mm-hmm. They're doing, they're releasing a sketch at a time. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you're not, you're not even thinking, well, that one was crap. I'll, 
I'll click on the next one because if, if if one was crap and boring, you're not going to click on the next one. Mm, no, you're not. You know, it's a, it's it's a harder thing to do. Mm. You know, sketch comedy is is really hard. Um, but when you've got half an hour to show, I know, ten sketches or whatever. Um, it, I suppose it's easier because even if you've got only got one in there that tickles some, you know, your fancy, you, you you've had a laugh at it and you're going to tune in again. Yeah. Just for asking, I'm guessing it can probably cut. None of the audio will pick to up, right? What audio? Oh, audio. Oh, good. Yeah. Audio. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I muted at the right time. <laughs> they just like you... drop an absolutely massive fart or something. Uh, no. <laughs> it was, uh, Dad and I were having a conversation outside because they didn't know I was podcasting yeah, at the time. Fair enough. Oh, that's all right. My kids are just running around the house running absolute riot. So, yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> I know how bad my mic is for picking shit up, though. That's the worry. All <laughs> yeah, right, okay, yeah. Um, yeah, so anyway. they, uh, they, they've rooster teeth been circling the drain for a while, I think, in terms of the content they've been producing. For my part, anyway, I think it's just gone down the drain. It all feels a bit forced. It's not nearly as natural as it used to be to them, and I think that's yeah. a lot to do with the fact that they kind of they changed the structure of the company, try and change the way they do things internally, and they've kind of hit the worst of both worlds where this corporate entities come in to try and sort of like straighten the ship a little bit and they've inherited a bit of that corporate stuff that no one really likes and then on the other end of that the you know that all that creativity from that natural flow of people's you know free-flowing personality that is completely unrestrained kind of got pulled back a little bit so they ended up in this weird no man's land where they're doing neither of those things and not pleasing an awful lot of people but uh, yeah, it's just it's sad to see, under, but um, I don't know. Did you say, say they're under? Is it one? Did you say they're? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Anyway, let me just double check. I think it's one. I was say, like you just said, that it's like when you go into like a bigger corporate entity, you're going to get that. It's just pretty much a guarantee more often than not. Yeah, it's one media. Yeah, it's a guarantee more often than not that if you go under like a corporate entity like that, they're going to have like certain guidelines. Yeah, they want you to yeah. adhere to for them. Yeah, but I mean, Warner are in a bad place. It is like I was saying before, so like they, they, this could cost a lot of people their jobs. But well, <laughs> I suppose that's just the way it goes. But like I say, you know, you got to be careful with your growth model and film production, haven't you? Really, can't get too many Same people yeah. in too quickly and let them do their own thing because it's a bit, things can yeah. get out of hand without a little bit of uh, oversight. So, yeah. Anyway, let's move it along. Um, I did get, end up talking about that cesspit for any longer. Uh, um, <laughs> new one from Simon Pegg and uh, Nick Frost, Truth Seekers. Uh, oh, yeah? Yeah, I ain't seen it yet. I know, Sean. Have you two seen it yet? Admittedly, I haven't seen it oh. yet. I've been wanting to see no. it. Oh, oh dear. Oh, Sean has left the building. Never mind. <laughs> He's acting up. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, um, it was off this day, this week. Yeah, this just month, enough of all this down. nonsense. <laughs> so, yeah, Truth Seekers. Um, new one from Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Uh, it's about, um, well, as it says, people looking for the paranormal and the truth behind it. Uh, it was, I feel like that's super because it sounds a lot like, is it? Yeah, Paul. Yeah, it's a bit, it is a bit like that, but more sort of like a less American version of that, much more British version of it, I think. 
Sorry, my browser froze and I went. Oh, you're all right. Don't worry. I'm just uh, filling the guys in on what True Seekers actually is. Just to bring them up yep. to speed. Uh, you can take it from there, Sean. No, it's, it's, it, it's really, really good. Uh, if you like, I mean, it's it, Simon Pegg's in it a lot more than I thought he would be. He's in like, you know, a couple of minutes of an episode sort of thing. But by the end of it, he's got a bigger, a bigger part. Um, it's only yeah. eight episodes long, half an hour each. So, uh, but Malcolm McDowell's in it, and he's excellent. Didn't did you know who Malcolm McDowell is? Kiddies. I'm not very good with kiddies. Let me look at the face. <laughs> put a face. Um, yeah, he was in uh, Clockwork Orange, and uh, you'll probably know from uh, Star Trek Generations. You two, they're not Trekkies. They. Those two aren't Trekkies. Oh. No, we're not. <laughs> we're very boring people, evidently. Uh, very well, boring people who grew up in a very boring West Yorkshire mining village. He <laughs> <laughs> was in Tangville. <laughs> I mean, I'd argue the, the merits of that village, but you're not wrong. Um, you've not seen Cockwork Orange? I shall leave now so you don't rant at me about it. Yeah. No, I mean, I, Clockwork, I don't like Clockwork Orange. It's only popular, really, because it got banned in this country, in my opinion. Yeah, it's, it's bizarre. Oh, right. <laughs> it's a very, very strange watch, but it's worth watching for the you know for you guys, being aspiring cinematographers, it's worth watching because you, you yeah. there wasn't anything quite like it then, um, really, apart from maybe Logan's Run, I suppose, would be the closest thing to it in the way that it was shot. Um, so yeah, it's worth watching just for that, but yeah, it's a, it's an acquired taste. I think the only reason I remember even know of that film is then you'll probably be able to back me up on this one, Gavin. Is there someone we were in college with called uh Damon Sweeney, actually? Oh, yeah, it is. Well, I'm pretty sure it is, I'm pretty sure it is, isn't it? I'm, I'm double checking before I say I it. I think it is, yeah, sort of went that sort of element yeah. style. <laughs> It's a certain director, I'm sure it is. Yep, there we go. Yeah, he was a massive fan of obviously Stanley Kubrick, and he would go on for days about that kind of film. And mm. like, never, never watched it. Might get what? It's one of these films that I, I mean, I love my films, but I'm not a film arsehole. <laughs> you can think I am. But I'm not, because you film ourselves. I'll go go on about um, uh, uh, oh, I forgot oh, Stanley Kubrick, stuff. right? Which I don't think Stanley Kubrick's that good of a filmmaker. It was more of a busybody, really, trying to get things correct. I mean, he, he had more film. Uh, he used to shoot like every scene like ten, fifteen yeah, that's times right, to give people the uh, the motivation to do it properly. And, yeah. uh, and like little things were always placed in the background and one thing meant another and all this lot, but nobody gave a shit really. Right. But you, 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 um, your film snobs, you know, they, they apocalypse now can't stand it. The making of it's better than apocalypse now. The make cause he really struggled making it. Hmm. Right. And it was, uh, and basically everyone turned up just bloody drunk or high. <laughs> right, and, and, uh, right. Um, probably The Shinings is probably the the best Stanley Kubrick film because yeah. it's an actual 
of his? Uh, it'd have to be Full Metal Jacket for me. You see, I'm not. I'm not a fan of war films, mm. especially especially Vietnam war films, because they're all about how uh, um, the uh, uh, they're all um, sob stories about how America went to this war and then got blown to bits. It's like, well, don't go to war then. Speaking you know. of like war films and like how they shot, 1917 is a really good example of how the craftsmanship. And it's now available on, the, on the Amazon Prime. It is. Yeah, I've already it's got it. Well worth a watch. I mean, it's very cleverly shot. Very cleverly yeah. shot. Really right, good. But, but Stanley Kubrick, he is, uh, you know, it's very snobby. Yeah, uh, you film critics. I don't filmmaker, think he was a snobby fella, but his film, it, people that like his films, tend they tend to be people I don't want to know. Do you get my drift? Yeah, yeah, they tend to be like all oh, about you know the cinematography. It has to be perfect. All that kind of thing. Hmm. And basically, this on what we were told by Damon, to be honest, Calf. It does seem quite true, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, well, it's, it's just it's. It, perfection is subjective, so but there is that. You know, I mean, those people who do was... tend to like really rave about Kubrick do have that tendency to be a bit that way, for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, His last film was Eyes Wide Shut. Never yeah. seen. Well, I've seen I've seen bits of it, and it just looks shit. Yeah, no, it didn't look um, like my sort of thing. Is well, the last film he worked on was AI, and oh, I can't God, stand that, that film. Awful. Awful. Sounds very familiar. Give me a sec. Good God, Jude Law and that annoying it. kid. What's his name? Um, well, he's <sighs> in everything now, but he keeps getting killed in everything he's in. God, it's um, whoa, no, terrible movie. Just like he really had his face ridiculous. smashed in in the boys, didn't he? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've just seen who it is because I've looked at the cast. I recognise who it is straight mm. away. Uh, Haley Joel. Osmond, yeah, that's it. Joel yeah, Osmond. That's him. Yep. Yeah. Just can't can't get on with it at all. Just like terrible, terrible. He was he was in. Uh, oh, was that um, how old? Is Future Man as well. Has anyone watched Future Man? That is a, a no. brilliant. You need to watch Future Man. There's four seasons on Amazon. After episode one, you'll be hooked. All right, I'll give it a go. It's not one of these. You know, you see, you know, you get people and go, oh yeah, but. You've got to watch till episode five, really, to get get into it. No, mm. no, you've got to be hooked in the first ten minutes. That's true. If he... you can't hook him in the first ten minutes, you are not a good storyteller. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, yep. bollocks to episode five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't want to watch a load of filler, do you? Just to you know, in the hopes no, no. as a payoff. To be, to be honest, most of these ten episode bloody uh, programs should be finished yeah, by episode they, five. Yeah. Realistically compressed into four. That's right. Yeah, they've just padded it. Yeah. Can me and Gav rant about Walking Dead then, since we're talking about filler? Oh, yeah. The, the, yeah. the king of yeah. the filler episodes. The Walking Dead could do with one episode a season. Mm. <sighs> yeah, where something actually <laughs> happens. The finale of the last season. The finale of Baker's death, which was just shit. Literally. Oh, oh. You're up. I bowed was... out when they. Tossed up the 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 the, uh, the epic war, which was epic in the comic, and in in the uh, oh, you about it was like uh, it yeah. was like two small villages. Mm. 
Oh yeah, I like War in the comics are bloody brilliant because I've recently read it again. The comics just to, you know enjoy Walking Dead a bit more again because yeah. <laughs> season ten wasn't that bad for the most part. Yeah, okay. I found it like an Emmerdale or some shit like that. The current season of Walking Dead has picked up a bit, but it's nowhere near the way it used to be like in terms of. Oh like, no, season how one. Also, how bad it was to be fair, um, but. A lot of his current season mostly has been Negan carrying it, to be honest. Like, that's the <laughs> most interesting character by far. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, Beta as well, because everyone wants to see how Beta, you know, the climax of Beta, how that's going to turn out. <laughs> turned out shit, mega shit. That was terrible. To be fair, to be fair, the death itself, you haven't read the comics, obviously, I have. No, I the, com- read the comic it. death were way worse than the bloody TV really? death. Oh yeah, there was no fight from Peter at all in the in the in the comic death. He just got shot by Aaron. That were it. All right, I've not read that far. Spoilers, sorry, Sean. Honestly, like you're there thinking, right? It's gonna be like an awesome climax or whatever, and it's just like two on one, and it's done within like five seconds. It's killed. Wow, really? The death itself, it wasn't that bad. It was just the build up to it. The goddamn Gunner had way more airtime in terms of his death than fucking Peter. Exactly. Yeah. How annoying is that? And tragic that is. It was just, I don't know, it was just the fact that it's like, you know, you had all this like pointless, literally, funnily enough, all this pointless filler for the episode of like, oh, we need to get this herd away. That took two fucking seconds. It did, take, yeah, it did take too long. Too predictable what was going and on as well. You know, suddenly it's like, oh yeah. Oh yeah, Bater still exists. We need to kill him. They don't know how to make a uh, a series. Carol still exists, right? <laughs> back Talking in Carol, back in the eighties and nineties, they used to have like a twenty-four, twenty-five season uh, thing. Uh, you know, story, and not one of them were filler. Mm. Apart, well, no, they had, they had like flashback edit, edit episodes. You know where, um, you know, and but tended not to watch them you know like somebody would uh, be reminiscing about do you remember the time when we were held up and got shot in this barn you know you'd be like no i don't want a flashback episode <laughs> yeah i get we come right. i agree on that for sure I think I'll, I'll, I but think now they have these 10 episode bloody uh, things and half of it is filler you've got one story mm. you know star star trek the next generation that used to be a separate story every single week yeah right they they struggle to make one story compelling now they haven't got you know they haven't got the 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 material for one story never mind making it into a 10 episode bloody epic it's shit (laughs) (laughs) yeah he's writing you know especially when um, have you seen uh, how many producers and stuff they have on star trek there's something like Oh 15. yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, that's yeah. Don't forget well. within that as well, you're gonna have all those second unit people as well that are gonna be doing things their own way. So, yeah, um, I don't know. Too you many know, cooks in the, old day, in the olden days. It used to be you know one set, up you know you know yep. one studio, multiple sets. And they could tell a decent story in what forty-five minutes, I think. What the runtime is for one of them. Yep. Where now they can't fill 
45 minutes with jack shit. No, it's true. <laughs> you know that you know that I'm surprised they haven't had an episode where no one speaks whatsoever on the walking dead. You know everyone's just like totally silent. It's the ASMR episode of fucking Walking Dead. <laughs> ASMR of dead people shuffling about. Yeah. It's like when you get these people and they're always wanting, they're always going, oh, can we have a musical episode? No, no, you're not a musical. That's what, that's what I'm about to say, actually, is that there are rumors about doing a musical episode. Like, you are joking me. No. Yeah. It was bad enough with that fucking torture episode with... Um, Daryl, that yeah, stupid bloody girl. song. Yeah. God Almighty! I hated that. I hated that. I hated that. Oh. Again, it's supposed to be torturing him, mm. not the viewer. Yeah, exactly. Oh they yeah, but you know, in order to get into the mindset, you have to live vicariously through the subjects of the thing. No bollocks! It's enough to see that, like you know, any actor worth of salt can do suffering in front of a camera. So you know, let's uh, let's not fucking be passing that on so the audience has to go through yeah. it as well. Jesus Christ. And again, for content's sake, you know what I mean? It's like, hey, right in. That one episode is very apt because watching a full series of The Walking Dead is like listening to that one <laughs> song is. over and over. It is. Fucking infuriating. It's just like you get to the end of an episode and you're like, well, there's another, you know, what I mean, what, that's an hour of my life I'm not getting back. Yeah. That was pointless. But you feel you've got to watch it because you started it. Yeah, exactly. So I, I need to understand the context of what's inevitably coming in the one episode where something actually happens this season. And I didn't used to watch it week by week. I used to binge it. So I, 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 well, that's how I watched um, Game of Thrones as well. Hmm. Um, in the last two years it was on, I just binged the lot and then watched like the last couple of seasons as they went out. Mm. And I feel so sorry for all them people that put all that time, you know, and wait. I wasn't one of them. Yes, I've not I seen was. it. Yes, <laughs> I fucking was. <laughs> I did. I did win the works. Uh, who's gonna stay alive and who's who's gonna die? Uh, everyone was everyone was raving over it and everything. Like who's gonna die and what I'll be in Amber. Everyone was. Uh, yeah, I wasn't allowed to take part in that because I knew. Uh, what the outcome was going to be. Yeah, of course you did. But did he tell you it was going to be shit? <laughs> he said, well, he said there was multiple endings. They'd recorded different ways about it so that, like, there wasn't, like, the crew couldn't let it go uh, accidentally. Um, but still, like, everyone kind of knew which way the wind was blowing with the directors kind of thing, which was, you know, yeah. Arya killing the Night King and Bran being on the throne. <sighs> But it was just <laughs> Yeah, it just kind of like no part of it teased that up at all in any way, shape, or form. It was almost like, oh, we've got this job doing Star Wars. Quick. I got let's kicked out. Let's rush this last <laughs> yeah. series so we can get the Star Wars script done. Yeah. And they bought it up that lot, that much, that the Star Wars people said, You can bollocks, son. You're not writing this. Yeah. I think speaking of a TV show, I'd definitely waste some time with Lost. Definitely. Has anyone seen Lost? Ooh. Oh, well, you got to so. Now, <laughs> I heard a rumor um, about Lost, actually, that yeah. it got what? to the point where it Which became so silly yeah. and 
disjointed because that many people yeah. had come and gone from the script writing yeah. department and various parts of the production company that were doing it, HBO, um, that the writers who were drafted in had this ongoing, um, almost like a sweepstake, to see just how stupid they could make it without Honestly, anyone actually noticing and getting onto it and seeing how far they could push it to get away with it. No, that's only like, a rumour. I don't know whether that's actually true or not. But, uh, you know, from what having watched Lost start to finish, it kind of feels right. <laughs> like that, that might have actually happened. When I saw that, like, first few seasons of Lost, it was quite interesting. It was quite intriguing now. And then, like, it got to a point where they literally got off the island. I think it was, if I remember now, in season four, we got off the island. And they're thinking, well, that's it. That's the fucking end of Lost. It should be the end. We got off. But no, for some sort of bullshit reason that I'm going to come back to the island again. I'm not going to go into details because I can't remember all of them exactly. It's been ages since I've seen it. But And then when we're on the island and that, we've got all these stupid quests and shit we've got to fulfil, like some crazy out-of-the-fucking-mind ideas that make no sense whatsoever. At the same time, while this was happening, the characters were having flashbacks when they were... Uh, living um, in the home country, what have you, like America, basically. They're having uh, flash sideways, if that's ever even a thing, of like alternative, like, um, not endings, but alternative scenes they could have been in if certain decisions went one way or the other. And you're just like, what the fuck are we doing with this? And obviously, we also had flashbacks before we arrived on the island the first time. So we had all that going on. It just became so messy. And you're like, well, where's this going? Where's the direction of this story going here? And then, like, it came to the ending, which was also shit as well. Mm. Um, so yeah. it honestly was just after season three, it just turned shit. Season yep. four, five, six, and just just absolutely terrible. Well, they always yeah. said they'd written the ending at the beginning. Mm. Yeah, basically, that and they hadn't. <laughs> I don't know if that was officially confirmed. They said. They said, that, hand on heart, this is not purgatory. Because everyone after the first episode said, that's purgatory. Hmm. And then what happened? They were all in purgatory. They were dead. Yeah, they were all dead. Yeah, they were all dead. It's like you see the plane from the start of the actual show in the fucking to move on. Hmm. And when it ends, you just, it sends off without credits and you just think, fucking hell, I don't waste of time, man. Honestly. My God. My God. I mean, the first few seasons we were all right. It was quite intriguing. It was quite fascinating. Then, like, I think the bit where it really got stupid was how you actually got off the island. You feel like as well about be something you'd leave near the end, won't you? Like, you might just escape off the island. But no, we did that like halfway through the entire like show, and then also there was some sort of bullshit reason for him to come back to the island again. Like, if you want to watch the only decent <laughs> thing I think JJ Abrams has done, apart from Mission Impossible Three, because that's not bad. Yeah, is Fringe. That Fringe. was a good season series. Have you seen that? No, I've not seen that. I've heard you, of it though. You'd enjoy it if you like like X Files type thing. You'd like Fringe. Mm. It's it's good right. Summing up. <laughs> <sighs> right. Well, it's four or five seasons of it. Has anyone seen um, Flash Forward? By the way, yeah, yeah, <laughs> underrated. Yeah, I've seen it because yeah, I binged it with you. I generally think they could have done so much more with that. It was such a great concept, and then it just got to the point where like it got a little bit messy towards the end. But we actually set it. We ended it on a cliffhanger, and also yep. never made a second season. Oh my god! 
so my boy, I'll tell you because because uh, I hate it when when they do these um, seasons and then they cancel them. Yep. There should be some sort of a law that says if you're doing it, then you, you they've got to give yeah, you. Right. I kid you not. Know, flash tie it up if we can. Right. Yeah. But what my bugbear is when they go, oh, we've cancelled that. But if you want to buy the, uh, the the graphic novel that accompanies it, we've we've answered all the questions in the end of that. Yeah, no. No. I, I know it's like to buy a graphic novel. Mm. I watched the show for a reason. Like honestly, like. Flash forward as well ended on such a way like as though it's actually showing several years down the line the future of several main characters. It's got even more reasons so than most shows to actually carry on going and actually mm. have a fucking fun. And then no, ends. <laughs> it's very rare that a show like that had something where it was so intriguing about like the climax of the show itself, while also maintaining the good interest within the current show itself or what's going on during the episodes mm. yes there were a few episodes here and there in the show that did drag a little bit but i thought it was really fascinating i generally did like with how they worked a way around uh, how to solve the blackout what actually happened is there going to be another one what's going to happen to mark benford and that loads of different plot points with all these different characters and uh, the concept uh, it's deserved a second season in my opinion it really did yeah it was a shame they just say they they bailed out too soon on that one, but it is what it is. Um, right, yeah, let's, well, move it, let's move let's move it along. Let's move it along. We get we get bogged down yeah. here. Um, we've been going for an hour now. Right, last one, last one. I'm calling it a day because I'm getting tired now. Um, All right, okay. Yeah. Christmas ads came out today. Uh, start Ooh. of them anyway. So yeah, start of that time of year again. And guess what? Well. Looks exactly the same as the ads did every year. <laughs> so, yeah, um, McCann's obviously got the contract to do the Aldi advert. Uh, this one's for Aldi Island, and it's Kevin the Carrot making his way home to Katie the Carrot and their carrot children uh, via a hedgehog and fan, uh, Father Christmas, because why not? You know, let's let's get all those internet tropes in there. Um they they use the uh, the music from uh, Home Alone, and they also use the music from uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, um, which just makes a little sense. But you know, it's like, like just yeah, okay, why not? So that way a bit expensive. But again, it's just like it's twee as fuck. You know what I want to see? I want to see someone making an advert of. Um, you know, Father Christmas doing a line of coke before he has to go out. You know what I mean? For that, that one <laughs> yeah, night of the year, you know what I mean? Knowing this is going to be stressful and he needs to, like, he needs to stay sharp. So he's like, yeah, he's getting he his... Uh, yeah, this is it. This is how he manages it in one night. It's just, that's not... He's not at the South Pole at all. He's somewhere in Colombia. That isn't snow. That's <laughs> how he does it. Yeah. That's the, yeah. that's the Christmas magic right there. Country. I mean, right, I'm ready. Just there, uh, just you know, pew, all over the globe, no problem at all. Just the you know, so that's not the sound of jingle bells in the background. That's just the uh, that's just the Doppler effect of Father Christmas snorting a line while he's going at three thousand miles an hour. The Escobar delivery service. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, why why can't we have something comedic like that? Why has it always got to be this twee shit? 
We're not. You're not appealing to children. You're not appealing with children. So this is for a fucking supermarket. You're appealing to the adults. It's always PG, always Christmas. No one wants that. No one wants to see that shit year after year after year. It has been done to death. Wally. Terrible. I'd say every advert's PG, you Wally. You can't have teens watching certificate adverts. Oh, yeah, but now, now the landscape's changed, though, Sean. Fuck broadcast ads. Coming right back to where we were at the beginning, what I was saying about Sky ads. Too expensive, got to go through clearance, can't say what you want to say, bollocks, fuck it. You know what I mean? Digital yeah. platforms let you get away with so much more. Obviously, Google and Facebook have a little, you know, being the American entities that they are, they're precious as fuck because, you know, they're pansies. But, um, you know, there are other options available out there to advertise on. And you yeah. can... You know, you definitely get away with a lot more, and still hit massive oh, yeah. numbers. So I don't know. Uh, I just I despair. I really did do. You, did I send you that Game Boy advert once with the swearing kid in it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. What? <laughs> so like, yeah. Great advert. Great advert. Jam or something. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Something. Uh, what was it? It was something innocuous, wasn't it? It was a. It was a Game Boy. Uh, game called Something Jam, I think. Something it was Jam. A, it was a, a party, wasn't it? It's the uh, yeah, yeah, that kid's party. And uh, it, it, it's a slap around the face. I mean, it's the it's the only way you're going to get people to look up from playing on the phone or whatever while when, while you're doing something. Yeah, that's right. You know, an explosion yeah. doesn't cut it anymore. No, you need some. You need a little kid effing and blinded. Yeah, that's right. I um, worked with. Uh, I condone that for little kids. No, worked with Kickass as well, didn't it? That took it from B movie territory into you know mainstream, yeah. didn't it? Just by having her using the word cunt once. Yeah, you know what I mean, it it's like fucking hell. That just changed the whole perspective of that movie. It's like, holy shit, this has got a kid swearing in it. Mint. <laughs> That's why the second one didn't do so well because everyone yeah. was used to it. At that point. Yeah, not only that as well, but she wasn't a kid anymore at that point. That too. And the and, this, and the writing game. was terrible. But incidentally, like, why are these two getting together? They had no reason to whatsoever. I no. have watched the second one. Terrible, awful. Don't if you want to talk about awesome, if you want to talk about cheesy, awesome, hilarious, random like shit films, one prime example would be Tropic Thunder. It's <laughs> <laughs> such a good movie. It's so good. I don't understand why it's not. It's not more popular than it is because it is fantastic. And I mean, I know it's got Jack Black in it, and it's just Jack Black as Jack Black. You know what I mean, but like that's the other the other parts of it, that's not the funny. That's like you can put that to one side because everything else about it is absolutely hysterical. Tom Cruise with their massive hands. Do you know what I mean? And that, that Ben Stiller, he's a very very. He 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 screams of trying too much, Ben Stiller. Yeah, he does. He's quite PG, isn't he? Um, he's very he's, vanilla. Uh, and he wants to. He doesn't want to end up in that role ever. You can tell he doesn't. That's not where he wants to be in life. But well, look where he is in life now. Nowhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think Tropic Thunder was his last movie. Um, I haven't seen him since. That'll be that other thing, won't it? Night at the Museum. Oh the yeah, one. that's right. Yeah, the fifteenth no version of it. Yeah. yeah. 
So I don't know. Let's have a look. I don't think there will be, surely not. But um, yeah, Tropic Thunder were like a blast of fresh air when it came out. It really was. And uh, not many films are made like that now. Yeah, there are no films made like that now. They've all got the fear, haven't they? They they just don't want to do it. Yeah. No one wants to take that risk. It's like, why not? Just go for it. Mm. Even if you get pulled up on at least you had to go in it. Yep. <laughs> Jack Black's famous quote, Show me where the drugs are. <laughs> God. He's in charge of fucking Oh god. How how much this is gonna get on Spotify? <laughs> Yeah, uh, Robbie, Robert Downey. So really, he was an he starred in it. He was brilliant as well. Uh, oh yeah, Robert Downey Jr. was probably the best part of the film. Oh, yeah, he stole the show. Like <laughs> him and Tom Cruise. Him and oh, Tom. Yeah, no, yeah. When Tom Cruise is there ranting on the phone to the terrorists, I will fuck you up. <laughs> like full <laughs> yeah. rage. Oh god! So Stiller's last films were in 2018, surprisingly enough, but they are like they're not well-known movies. Um, his next B-movie one coming up is this year, and it's called Hubie Halloween. Hubie Halloween, sorry. Oh, now that's that. Um, yeah, it's the um, uh, Halloween thing in it. It's the uh, um, what's his name? Yeah. Uh, <sighs> God's sake, Adam Sandler. That's him. Yeah. I bet it's. Yeah, it's been it, it's been panned by the critics. Um, yeah. So yeah, you know. Speaking It'll of be Halloween, that, Adam Sandler. Mm. Just Adam Sandler yeah. in general. How does anyone find that man funny at all? Really? Oh, well, no. In the nineties, no. I thought I, I used to watch all these films. You know, like you. You know, you uh, Billy Madsen and. Um, what else was there in uh, Happy Gilmore? Happy Gilmore. They were all good at the time. Yeah, it didn't but, change though, did it? Like it, it just tried to right. do the same comedy when he got older. The thing, the thing is, name one good comedy that you've seen in the last ten years. Tropic Thunder. Oh, that's not, that's <laughs> that, not inside of ten Tropic years, Thunder's mate. About yeah. ten years. Yeah, last ten yeah, years, though. Let me have a look. That's twelve yeah, years. Isn't it? Come yeah, on. but I've seen it. I didn't see it until a few years later. But no, I'm being serious now. Name one comedy yeah. you've seen in the last ten years that you thought, "Wow." Yeah, twelve years ago, two thousand. You mean a film that was meant to be right. comedy? And the reason oh, is, you cannot be. You cannot be a comedian anymore because if you take the piss out of anything, yeah, you're not allowed to, are you? Somebody's going to jump on you. Yeah. Does Deadpool count? Um, I didn't think well, Deadpool was that funny. They, the first one was probably better. Second one was shit. I'm it's not a, it's action comedy. I'm, not, I'm on about just a normal comedy. Normal comedy. Get, well, when define normal comedy, mate. What do you mean by normal first, uh, comedy? Comedies. Well, like Happy Gilmore or Blazing Saddles or, you know, a, an out-and-out, not an action comedy, a comedy. Um, You know, not a film that's got massive action but also got comedy. You know, something like... You know, yeah, no, um, laugh out loud, funny. I don't know if I'm honest. I I couldn't tell you. I don't. I don't. What but then, say is, uh, yeah. you're not, because you're not allowed. Yeah, you're I not know. allowed to be funny anymore. Well, you know, tropic, 
Tropic Thunder won't be allowed down, that's for sure. Oh, <laughs> oh God, no yeah, way. no way. Not in the current climate. Holy shit, can you imagine? No. Jesus. My thing about is it's like, it's not so much that like, it's, it's common, it's more the fact that he didn't like change up as he got older more than anything is the thing that bugged yeah. me about him. It just carried on trying to do like Happy Gilmore and that for the rest of it, rather than trying the to do... The thing for comedy at the minute is like um, Curb Your Enthusiasm, and they'll never make a film out of that because <laughs> that was judgmental. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they'd have no chance. I mean, yeah. you're not wrong. It's like, imagine it's like, boundaries for a film for that thing. It is like that now, though. I agree on that wholeheartedly, where it's like, you know, you can't say this, but you can't say this, but you can be very nice about this in your comedy. It's like the whole point of comedy is to be... Yeah, edgy. Well, nice to be edgy and just yeah. offensive. Yeah. Because that's what people find funny. Well, it's yeah, not I mean, about being offensive, but but you're supposed to do a set, and whatever's said in that set, it's not particularly the views of that person saying it. He's saying no. it to get a laugh. Hmm. Well, yeah, that's it. But obviously these days, people are just like, oh, nah, that's exactly what you believe in. It's like, well, that's not the case. Mm. Kevin James is also in a similar moment, sir. Oh, Kevin so, James, well, he's, just a, he's just a bloke who was, he was, he was a bloke who stood in the corner and uh, Adam Sadler said, yeah, you can, can you be in this bit? And, and like, he's just got lucky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kevin James. He, he keeps uh, <laughs> pumping out the... Films as Kevin James. Oh yeah, he does. Once they get onto a, a rhythm, that's it. In it, they've got to make money while they can. Otherwise, that's it. It's game over. Yeah, it probably only costs a bed and a good meal. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. rethink his contract. Just looked up uh, up himself and then just immediately seen the film growing up. So I want to end it's my. Like the other, what was the other fellow who was always in them as well? Um, little bloke being interrupted by fireworks. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. well, this week yeah. we're coming to you from the Gaza Strip. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the little fellow, he, 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 he's always in Adam Sadler's films, going, "You can do it." What's his oh, name? Little, the little blonde guy. I'm guessing. I think. Or do you mean Steve oh, Buscemi? No. No, Steve Buscemi's really funny. Oh, what's his name? It was in uh, that American uh, Deuce Bigelow, American Gigolo. Oh, uh, oh my God. What is his name? Um, Rob Steiner. Rob Snyder. That's it. That's it, Rob, Sny- oh, Rob Snyder. Yeah. Even when you said it out... I- as soon as you said it, I, uh, there, was, there was a South Park clip. Oh, yeah. <laughs> with him in it. Yeah. And, and it's like they're, you know, they're going, like doing trailers going, Rob Schneider. That's right, yeah. <laughs> Rob Schneider. Yeah. <laughs> Rob Schneider is a stapler, all that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that bloke, I don't know how that bloke's got anywhere. No, I don't either. He's not funny how at has all. He got a career. Uh, it's funny, you know, but what's, what's funny is the fact that he's not funny. Yeah, pretty, that's probably why he's got so far. Yeah, yeah. but there's no, there are no comedies. If you look on, if you look on the films that were supposed to be out this year, there's no comedies that have gone. Oh, we can't be released. In fact, the only comedy I can think of is coming to America too, which is out on Amazon. The hell is that? Christmas. 
were celebrating over on Cam Street. Uh, I bet these two aren't even seen coming to America. Yeah. No, to be honest. Eddie Murphy. Oh, it's Eddie Murphy, so that immediately intrigues me. I mean, I've not really watched that much comedies anyway. I'm mostly into like the action films and what have you. But... Mm. Yeah, that'll be interesting to watch coming to America because will they go the same route yeah. be a bit, you know, we're from the jungle and a bit backward to your <laughs> ways of living? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Has anyone? Oh, by the way, I know it's a little slightly off. But has anyone seen Extraction? The, um, yeah, I have. Yeah, it, I did, it, it, it oh, was supposed it, to be really good. I didn't right. think it was good. I thought it was all right. I'll tell you, it was better than that. Uh, that six, what was it called? That Six Underground or whatever it was oh, called. That God. was I saw wow. Seen it. Yeah. Hey. It was terrible. That, yeah, um, that Extraction. It went too bad. You just want. It's one of them films where. You know, get a bit, you know, have a few beers and just turn your brain off. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I could tell as soon as I went into it, like, straight away from the first 10 minutes, like, the plot line of what it was going to be, and he was just going to stick to that. I wasn't going to stray anywhere yeah, further yeah. away from it. But I really enjoyed it. It was really good, really enjoyable. And Chris Hemsworth, mm. obviously, is a good actor. making another one. Are oh, they? Yeah. make another one, Extraction 2. Yeah, yeah. Fault as well. Please, I'll mm. call it Extraction 2. Uh, that'd be a travesty. Gotta call it something else. I hate it when they Two. do. Oh, yeah. No, they just I mean, like, they like, do sequels like that. You know what I mean? Just number them. Awful. No. Grown Ups 2. Not exactly what it is. Grown Ups 2. Die Hard 2. <laughs> Die Hard 5. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, just call it something else. Just be clever with your word. Yeah, yeah. Die Hard with a Vengeance. You know what I mean? They, they, Yeah, you did it. You took the number out. And then it's like, oh, no, we're straight back to that again. Number four. <laughs> we weren't entirely comfortable with taking the number three out. Just had to make sure that people knew that was Die Hard 3 because people are stupid. It's like, no, give them a little what credit. About you know too I mean? fast. We've got the internet too now. Fast. Let's let too people think. Oh, no. See, that's shit. That's shit. <laughs> that is shit. What's that? Like, too fast. Too fast. About, yeah. Awful. About, like, you know, films, you know what gets me, though? Fast and Furious just go beyond the you know, cheesiness of it. Too fast. Yeah, too they, they go take it. Right. You, you read the story about the madness of King George the Third. Mm. Have you? Yeah. Of course. In America. What? Well, in, it, over here, I don't know if you see. Have you seen the madness of King George the Third? Well, yeah, I've seen the movie. And I know, like, <laughs> yeah, he was obviously a, a troubled man. Like yeah, right. Yeah. No, but in America they had to call it the Madness of King George. Right. Duh. Right. So they missed the third off because they thought the Americans would be looking for the other two prequels. Oh. Jeez. Oh. Wow. That is just. <laughs> tell me that isn't true. Please tell that me is, that's just a sick rumor. Oh my God. That is ridiculous. Well, the first thing that comes up when I type it in is just, like Sean said, the madness of King George without the third on it. So. That's appalling. That's appalling. They, they, but they, not they, not, they, not, they, not surprising, they, but still appalling. Because they thought, oh, they're going to be thinking this is the third one and no one's going to watch it. Jesus oh, Christ. God. Brilliant. It's good film, though. I don't like them sort of films, but I quite enjoyed that one. Hmm. Um, I'm, not a period, I'm not a period drama person. 
I am, I must admit. <laughs> I do quite like that scene, just because it's uh, it's quite tricky to shoot it well, isn't it? It's a challenge. So when someone does nail it, it's like, yeah, well done. Nice, well played. They've like got everything down to a T. Because there's a lot to think about with stuff like that. It's like 28 Days Later, not a period drama, obviously, but like the amount of work that you have to go into to make that work. Do you know what I mean? Like clearing, starting very early in the morning and still having to close quite a lot of roads in London. (laughs) You know, apart from that one they forgot about with a milk float going past in the background. (laughs) Slightly (laughs) ruined the effect, but yeah, you know, still, you know. If you watch it back. You what? If you watch it back though now, it does look crap. Well, it it wasn't a high budget movie, was it? Well, no, because they filmed it on on uh, a Canon um, XL one, which and I had that camera, and yeah. it's a, and it and it um, it's a um, standard definition camera. Yep. So it will never get any better than uh, standard definition. Yeah, no, that's right. Will, if, if you see that in four K, walk on because it can't be. No. Yeah. It wasn't shot in it. Do you remember the uh, CGI used in uh, Will Smith's I Am Legend? Oh, that was awful. What was the point of that movie? I watched it one. The Charlton Eston version's better. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen that one? Yeah, no. I've seen it. Uh, it's called something different, though. What's it yeah, called? I can't remember now. I remember it being on, I think, it like Christmas or something, wasn't you? Uh, last one on it. Well, there's also now. a very. Because that's a remake of a remake, which is because um, I watched it, it. It's on YouTube for free. I can't remember what it's called. Last Last Man on Earth, I think it's called. All oh, right, and that's uh, Vincent Price is in there. Yeah, where it's all well, you don't know if they're zombies or or uh, aliens. Well, they're supposed to be vampires, aren't they? Yeah. But um, yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's more of a film about evolution than it is about anything else. Mm. Worth a watch. Worth a watch. Classics are always worth a watch. And Logan's Run, if you ever get the chance to watch in that, it's actually really good. It's underrated. Yeah, yeah you see, really Jennifer, Jenny Agatha's all, all together. <laughs> <laughs> she was fine when she were young. Here comes the Googling. Um, and on that bombshell, I think I'm going to call it a day there, boys, because we've been going for almost an hour and a half. And um, my ass is killing me sitting sat in this chair. I need to move. and I need to get something to eat because I'm hungry as well. I'm getting a takeaway. Oh, yeah, yes. I'm going to go and order a Chinese tonight for sure. Um, You're right. You're right. Yeah. You finished editing yet, Sean? Or have you uh, no, still got still doing it. no, still doing it. I right? can't afford food on my, my budget. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my meager salary. <laughs> Don't worry, Sean. We'll get you there. We'll get you there. Yeah. We'll all get oh, there. Yeah. Um, anyway, we'll um, yeah, I'll I'll get this cut up and sent out tomorrow. Um, nice one. So, cheers, boys. As always. Yeah, that was enjoyable once again. So we've still got loads of stuff we need to talk about. We'll roll that oh, through yeah. to next week. We should have rest. Yeah. <laughs> All right, boys. Well, have a good one, and uh, I'll uh, I'll speak to you later. Take her easy. Okay. See, see you later. Or if what? And we're out. He's done it again. He's done it again. <laughs> he has done it again. He don't hang around, does he? He's just like, no, nah, I'm I'm fucking done. That's it. He's like. <laughs>
when you've got cystitis, you've got to. Sort well, of, this know, is very true. Yeah, you, when you got to, uh, we got to go and have a good man scratch. Yeah, oh, you know, yeah. do what a bit of privacy. Oh.